Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and today's episode is a slightly different one. Today's episode is about surviving dental school. My guest today is Hannah Haddad who is a fourth year dental student at Bristol University and this episode is a very special one because we talk about the current situation with dental schools. I talk about my experience all those years ago and it turns out to be surprisingly emotional. We talk about the ups and downs and the advice we would give to our younger selves. So if you're considering getting into dentistry or if you just want to know our experiences, um, then I think you'll really enjoy this episode. So I'm not going to talk anymore because this episode in itself is quite a long one and to be honest I struggled to cut it down because I think everything we said is so so valid and we focus a lot on um, mental health and how and why it's so important to look after our mental health when you're doing something like dentistry that's so stressful and demanding so I really hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is a very special episode because it's going to take me back to dental school years. And it it was a great time. And I always love learning about other people's experience during this time. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're currently doing and how you got here, please. I'm Hannah. I'm 21 years old. I'm currently in fourth year dentistry at Bristol University. I moved to England when I was around, I think, 15 or 16 to do my GCSEs. So I moved from Dubai and then I came here, did my GCSEs, did my A-levels, and then I got into dentistry. And now here I am. We're going to focus a little bit more about that and your journey um, a little bit later on. So how are you currently finding um, your studies? So at this moment right now, you know, because of Corona, everything's really, really changed. Then it's just become something else. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was all like, you know, you just wear a normal outfit and you just go in and you just don't think about anything. It's just treating a normal patient, you know. But now with Corona, it's, you know, you, you, you walk around, you wear a mask to cover your mouth and your nose. But with mm-hmm. dentistry, you're literally treating someone's mouth, you know. Mm-hmm. So everything has changed. And now when we go into clinics, we have to wear PPEs, like full PPE. So it's called donning up. So mm-hmm. that's when you look like Monsters, Inc. So <laughs> <laughs> you have a full gown on, you have like the FFP3 masks and you have mm-hmm. to wear face shields. So when we wear them and we're walking around in clinics, no one knows who, who who's who. Yeah. It's crazy. You can't recognize anyone. So yeah. that's been a bit difficult, sadly, because... We've all just been completely separated from our friends, from our groups, you know, social distancing. And yeah, it's it's not been easy. Dentistry isn't easy on its own. Mm-hmm. And now it's like fourth years here. We've only got one more year left and there's so much we need to do. But it's completely just put everything on pause and every, just made everything more stressful for us. 
Yeah, and especially with you guys in fourth and fifth years, you're kind of the purely mm-hmm. clinical years. So I remember when we were yeah. at dental school, you know, the first two or three years were kind of mainly theory and phantom heads and practicing the mm-hmm. procedures. Whereas from like, you know, fourth and fifth year, it was mainly clinics and seeing patients. So this is a difficult time for you guys uh, specifically because your timetable would have been mainly seeing patients. And now obviously that's all changed. So it's a very difficult time for you guys. Tell me a little bit about your journey to dental school. How did you get in? We have a lot of um, relatively young listeners who are um, aspiring dentists. And I get a lot of messages from people asking me about my journey to dental school. And I'm always interested to learn more about other people's journeys. So tell me about your journey to dental school. How did you get in? So first of all, I will start off saying it's not easy. It's not easy at all. You really have to work hard. And from my perspective, I'm an international student, so everything was just 10 times more difficult. So I started off, you know, with work experience. That's key. You need work experience. I started getting work experience from, I think, year 11. So I started off with private work experience, and then I went back to Iran and I did work experience there. Um, And then again, I came back to England and I did work experience with the NHS. So basically, you just need as much work experience as possible, because not only does it, you know, give you the experience of, you know, shadowing a dentist, but it also kind of lets you know if you really want to be a dentist, because you stand there and you shadow some someone for hours, you know, and you don't know anything, you know, at this point, you don't know anything about dentistry, you have no idea what you're doing. I remember standing there and taking notes, even though I had no idea what you're doing or anything, you know, and uh, like that, that just allows you to, to really know if this is what you want to do for a lifetime, because like, if you get into dentistry and you don't enjoy it, then, you know, you, you won't get far. So work experience is key. And next, honestly, it's just working really hard through your A-levels and through your GCSEs. They, they want high grades from you, you know. All unis require either three A's or I think two A stars and an A. I know back then when I was applying to Bristol, it was three A's. And so, you know, you really know you have to keep your game up. You know, you have to get those A's or you, else, you know, you lose your chance because it's so competitive. It's so highly competitive. Um, and another thing as well is personal statement. With your personal statement, you have to really show yourself off. You're competing against so many people. You know, you can't just say, oh, I've, I've got work experience and I love dentistry and <laughs> I do this and this. And this is why I wanted the dentistry. You know, you got to really, really show yourself off. Say why you love dentistry. Say, say what you do on your spare time, why you do them, and like connect them together. That's what I did. I kind of like linked everything together in my personal statement so I would talk about my work experience and then I kind of just linked that to my hobbies I think that really really made my personal statement stand out yeah it got me an interview at Bristol and it wasn't easy it wasn't easy at all but I got my interview I went to an interview and basically the interview is an MMI for those who don't know it's called multiple mini interviews so you don't go into a room and just sit down they don't just start asking questions they, you sit down at different stations. I think each station is like a certain time, I think two, five, two to five minutes. And different stations are for different things. Some stations are for manual dexterity. So it's just you know, we're using your hands to like 
So if, you know, if you're just like making, like putting a thread through a needle, for example, another station would be a math station, which I completely sure I'm fail. I completely fail that station. Um, another station would be about ethics. Another station would be about why dentistry. You know, they want to know who you are. Like I remember for my interview, they, they asked us to bring little boxes, like little match boxes and to put five things that you would bring into uni with you. And I love that so much because it was such a good way of showing off your creativity, you know, and like showing them like that you're not a boring person. <laughs> you know, you're so nervous on the spot. But then once you just sit down and once you see how they're actually interested in you, like they really want to know about you it kind of just flows and you start talking and you really have to you really have to love wanting to do dentistry mm -hmm. and really you really have to be confident that's the key you need to really be mm -hmm. confident in yourself because this is a course that requires confidence you know and you need to show them that you're capable of being professional and you're capable of handling the stress you're capable of you know handling a uni life where it's not similar to other students it's going to be a different life to everyone else you know you're not going to just get into dentistry for the sake of it you know just to be a dentist and then you're just going to slack off that's not how it works they can see right through you you really need to like get really like friendly with them and just show them your good side not your very like robotic side of like oh why am yeah. I doing dentistry like this 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 yeah you need to like be very relaxed and very yourself Mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> so that's how you got into dental school in a nutshell which sounds a lot easier than it actually is in real life because it's so stressful the whole process and I think a common misconception is that you need good grades only you know if you get all the A's and the A stars you'll get in but actually yeah. it's so much more than that and I think good grades or excellent grades are the bare mm -hmm. minimum to just qualify you for an interview it's so much more than that and it's something that I don't think I knew that much when I was considering applying to dental school. I did mm -hmm. obviously learn very quickly that there's all this other kind of stuff that I need to do. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't appreciate is that your hobbies, your work experience, all of this stuff kind of feeds into it. So your grades are maybe like 20% of the whole process, if that, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it's mm -hmm. a given that everyone's going to have straight A's and A stars. What else do you have to offer? And it's something that, you know, with your extracurricular stuff, I always say this, that you you can't just have extracurricular stuff just to say, I have extracurricular stuff. You know, they have to tie in exactly as you said, mm -hmm. they have to tie in with why it helps you become a dentist. So if you do any kind of team sports, it shows that you have teamwork abilities. Or if you do anything where you're, say, a captain of a sports team, it shows leadership. So when you do mention your extracurricular stuff in your personal statement, you have to kind of show why those are important because there's a set of skills that you need as a dentist. And it's not just to tick boxes. You know, now that I'm a practicing dentist, for example, I know just how important those skills are. For example, you, know, you have a nurse. You cannot work without a nurse. So if you're not great at teamwork, you're not going to do well as a dentist. You know, so not only are those requirements, but they actually help you um, become a better dentist and a better clinician. Tell me about your work experience. How did it help you finalize your decision to become a dentist? Because I think unless you have work experience, you cannot, I know it's a requirement, but again, unless you've seen what the life of a dentist entails, 
I don't think you can realistically make that decision because in your mind, it could be one thing, but the reality could be completely different. And like you're saying, there's so many different avenues. There's private dentistry, NHS dentistry, all those kind of different things. So unless you've had a good range of experience, you can't really appreciate what your life is going to entail because you're going to go through all of the studying and all this hard work only to come out at the end of it and be like, actually, I don't like what this entails. So what, what was your work experience like? So for me, in my head, I always knew I wanted to go down the science field. I always knew I was going to do that because I've always been that kid in school that loved science. I just loved science so much. When I started doing work experience, I was like, okay, so this is probably it. You know, so I had that mindset. I, di- I didn't give myself the space to think of anything else, which I think was bad. Now, in my head, it was just like, oh, dentistry only. But so I, I went in and I remember it was on Harley Street, actually, the first time I did it. I just remember walking in and like just seeing a clinic and seeing the dentist and everything. And I was like, this is so nice. Like, this is just so relaxing. The patients are so nice. Like, they would just walk in and be so nice to dentists. And the way she would communicate with them was really, really nice. You know, just that's what I started noticing on the first time because I didn't know anything about dentistry nothing zero like she was using terms I had like no clue about so it was the communication that really caught my eyes and everything and I love to socialize with people I love talking to people I love getting to know people and then the second time I think it was either the NHS or I think it was back home in Iran when I went and saw some experience but with the NHS as well like it was something completely different you know it was something like I went to like a private clinic on Hardy Street versus like the NHS So it was just seeing how you have so many patients with the private dentist, but then again, also with the NHS, you have like just different things going on. You know, it's in a hospital setting. It's not private. You know, you don't have the fancy plans in the corner of the room. Mm. You don't, you don't have like the candle burning, you know, it's just very different. Honestly, I think for me to stand on my feet for a good eight, six hours <laughs> made me, you know, in my head, I was like, yeah, I really want to do this or else I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> so just I don't know I was just very interested in how the dentist would kind of use art and science to deliver you know and that was me that's very me I love art Um, I love art so much and I've always loved science so much and I feel like when you combine them both together it kind of just gives you that but my the winning point for me was when I saw the dentist in Iran she was a peach dentist and uh, she just she was amazing like I just loved watching her communicate with like the little children that would come in and just the way she would work and the way she would make these kids so happy it was just amazing I remember just I went and saw her I think for two weeks straight because I was like this this woman is amazing that really did the job for me because I think and I think I got lucky because I got to see her you know, so before that, still in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing dentistry, but I wasn't like, yeah, I'm doing dentistry. Yeah. <laughs> but when I saw her, I was like, I'm set for life. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> so yeah, she really did the job for me. You just, you just need to find your passion in it. You know, you really yeah. need to find your passion. And this is a, this is a course where it requires so much hard work, so much hard work. It's not just tea, you know, it's not just tea. There's so much behind it. My friends always like joke around and be like, oh, 
you know, it's just teeth. You're just doing teeth. And I'm like, no, it's not, guys. It's a five-year course. We're going to be called doctors in the end for a reason. It's because you actually learn you actually learn the medicine behind it. You know, we, we do a lot of the medical stuff. Head, not head to toe, mostly head to like abdomen area. <laughs> but, but you learn a lot. You have to learn all the physiology behind it because teeth actually affect so many parts of your body and you don't even realize. You yeah. need to realize, you know, if there's an infection somewhere, it could be because of an infection in your mouth. It could be because of an abscess going on somewhere. And one of your episodes talked about brain surgery and the abscess that happens <laughs> because of the abscess yeah. tooth and the brain. Like that's just, it's insane. You don't realize, people yeah. don't realize that. So yeah. yeah. I think that's so great that you had experience to so many, you were exposed to so many different settings of dentistry. And I think that's the most important thing you can do with your work experience because, you know, it's very nice to go into a very high end private practice on Hardy Street and say, yes, this is wonderful. This is amazing. But that's not necessarily the reality of everyday dentistry. You know, even the dentists that work there, they've worked a very long time in all sorts of different practices to get there. So you know, if someone came to an interview, for example, a dental school interview, and they said only that, that would ring alarm bells for them, because they would know that you're not exposed to a realistic outlook mm. to, to dentistry. So I think it's so, so important what you did to go to different places, to go to hospital, to go to primary care, and to also go to a specialist practice to learn all these different things. And I think if someone came and said that to me, if I was on the admission panel, I would be so, so impressed. how do you manage your social life and your dentistry because like we said dentistry is very very demanding you know you have to learn the theory you have practical requirements and all this kind of stuff and it takes up a lot of your time and it's a five-year degree I remember when I got into dental school all my friends kind of finished their degrees in two or three years and they were like you still at uni and I was like yep I'm still at uni so it's a very long time so how do you manage your studies and your social life yeah, I'm in that position now. So I'm in fourth year. So all my friends finished last year and they're all either doing their masters or they're just chilling. And I'm like, wow, like that must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I think in first year, sadly, I didn't know how to manage my time properly. I think if I could go back in time and just do it all over again, I would. Because in my head, I always knew that, you know, you had to really be careful with your time management. But once you're in it, it's so overwhelming that you kind of just lose track. So in first year, you know, in, in Bristol, it's all theory. I think they've changed the curriculum now, so it's different. I think they have a lot of clinical exposure in first year as well now. But back, back then, it was just theory. And there was a lot to learn, you know. And in my head, I'm like, I'm doing dentistry, so I need to always study. So all I did for, like, the first few months was see my friends, but then... I'd like study for a week straight and then just get so lost in it. I get so overwhelmed that I'd like stop studying and then stop seeing my friends like all together because I was so overwhelmed. Like it was just a mess. It was a complete mess. I think eventually, eventually by like the end of first year, I just kind of, it all fell into place. You know, I think it's key. And I will say this again and again, it is so important for you to do time management. Like, in first year, it's vital. Like, it's important. You need to have friends because it's such a demanding course that you just sometimes just need time to take off and walk out of the room and just enjoy your time. 
But I remember in first year, my friends, like non-dentistry friends would be like, oh my God, like you're always studying. Like when do you take a break? And that's how it is. I think everyone needs to appreciate that being a dental student is not like being a normal student. You need to study a lot. You need to put in the hard work. Um, but you also need to just find that balance, you know? But it's not just seeing friends, it's also working out or doing something physical and being active or just doing a hobby that you like, you know, make sure that's in there because it really affects your mental health if you just study all the time. It's just, it's not right. You really shouldn't do it, you know. Um, so it's just finding the balance of what's right for you, you know. Maybe some people do and like prefer that doing one week of studying and doing one week of like seeing their friends or whatever. You just need to find the balance for you. And I just feel like it's so important not to get overwhelmed because with dentistry, you can get overwhelmed because there's mm. just so much to learn, especially in second year once we started doing clinics and like doing phantom heads and stuff like that. It got more and more intense because there was the theory side of it and then the physical side of it. And it was just, it was very, very difficult. But thankfully I was on top of it. And I, you know, I had the balance of being with my friends I had the balance of doing whatever I love doing, like hobbies on the side. Like I played sports, tried to play football for a bit. I don't think that worked out very <laughs> well. But, and then I, you know, I studied a lot. I went to uni a lot, but everything was very well balanced. And I think, you know, there will be tears some days. There'll be lots of tears, <laughs> lots and lots of tears. There'll be lots and lots of laughter. But like it, in the end, it's all worth it. It's very worth it. But you just need to find time to mm -hmm. and you said make the effort to balance everything yeah I completely agree I think the misconception people have and it's definitely a misconception that I had when I started was that I need to be studying 24 7 because all of a sudden you're in this position where everybody else in your year has excellent academic achievements you know they're really really clever really really smart and you have to kind of keep up you know, if everybody else is really smart, the pass mark is going to be obviously higher. So you need to work extra, extra hard. But actually, contrary to what people may think, the fact that you take time off to recover, to socialize, see your family, see your friends, do a hobby, like you're saying, this kind of ties in with studying. So if anything, that's equally as important as studying, because I think it gives your brain enough time to breathe. And then when you do study, it's going to be much more receptive. So I too made this mistake of constantly studying throughout my first year. I wasn't very social at all. Um, so I would kind of come home from lectures and I would study. And actually, I don't think I did very well in my first year. I did much better in my um, other years from second year onwards because I wasn't just locked in my room studying the whole time. I made sure to work out. I made sure to see my friends and family because that's going to help your brain, you know, recover and then take more information in. The attention span of your brain is around 15 to 20 minutes. And that's really, really important because, you know, if you're sat there for hours studying, the studying is only effective for like 15 to 20 minutes. And unless you take a break, your brain is not going to take in all the rest of that information. So it's not only recommended, it's actually necessary for you to take that time off to recover. And I, I made sure to have a part-time job when I was studying throughout my years at uni. And I think that was really, really key for me because on the weekends I would work. And I think the skills that I learned throughout my part-time job kind of helped me even now as a dentist, you know, the communication skills, the management skills that I learned, they helped me even now as a dentist. And I think it's crucial for people to have hobbies, have a part-time job if you can, um, and just do the other things, you know, being at university is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And you, you're in this position where a lot of people are independent for the first time. They're living out 
enjoy that experience that you know immerse yourself in that it's not just studying you need to make sure you take on the full uni experience this is a very important question how was seeing your first patient because I think that's the moment where you kind of feel like a real dentist because leading up to this point you're just learning about things and you're Mm -hmm. you know doing exams but you don't actually get to do any real dentistry so what was it like for you seeing your first patient I love hearing this question I think this is my favorite (laughs) question it's always it always brings back such a great feeling so with dentistry (laughs) I've always set milestones for myself you know, because it's so difficult that I've always had milestones in my head. It was always like, okay, first time to get accepted. That got out of the way. And then I was like, okay, I cannot wait to see my first patient. I used to like look at pictures of my friends from the year above. I'm like, see them in scrubs. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to do that. And then I just go back to studying, you know, like yeah. I always had milestones. And my major milestone was seeing my first patient. And now it's graduating through Corona. So let's hope <laughs> that happens. But um, seeing my first patient, well, I, I don't know. I was just amazing because like you said, it was all theory for me. And then it's like second year, you start finally learning with phantom heads and you start like gaining all the skills of communication, everything, you know. And then finally, it's like you're seeing your first patient. Like this is all what it's for. This is what you're doing. You know, you're, you're doing this to see patients, you know, and it's like finally, like you wake up and you're actually going to go on clinic and you're actually going to treat like a real human being. And it's so exciting. And it's so much fun. And and the funny thing is sometimes patients are nervous. You know, obviously they're like a lot of patients suffer from dental anxiety, but what they don't know is that sometimes we're even more nervous than they <laughs> are <laughs> because you just want everything to go perfectly. But Bristol as, as a dental school is, is amazing. And they literally hold your hand throughout the whole thing. And they like they go like no you'll do you'll be absolutely fine. They kind of like like build the confidence up in you. They really like make you believe in yourself. Yeah. So I remember I had my first patient booked. I was so excited. And the night before as well, I was like role playing with my friends. I was like pretending they're 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 a patient, and I was like talking to them and like examining them. I don't know how <laughs> I was doing it all, and I was just so excited. So I wake up and I you know I go to uni. And I'm at uni and for some reason, I there was no one in the locker room when I reached when I reached uni. There was no one on there. I think it was like a small number of people on clinic that day. And I opened my locker and bear in mind, I had to be on clinics in like five minutes. I opened my locker and my scrubs weren't there. And I remember I just literally started crying. I was like panicking. I'm like, oh my God, I have my first patient in five minutes and I don't have my scrubs. I was panicking like crazy. I don't think I've ever panicked like that in my life. And there was no one in the locker room. So I was just standing there crying. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? And then, yeah, eventually I got scrubs, like 10 panic attacks later. I got my scrubs. My friend came to me myself. <laughs> and I went up and sat the bay with my with my clinical partner and she did everything. And like, we kind of just like gave each other like a pep talk. We're like, no, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this, you know? And then, yeah, my patient walked in and it was just, it was amazing. Like I felt so happy. Like this sounds so cheesy. This sounds very, very cheesy. But the second, like she came in, the second I put on this, the gloves, the mask, everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is what I want to do forever. I felt so happy and so comfortable. I wasn't nervous anymore. Like talking to the patient, communicating with them, like having them trust you. The treatment went well. And I remember by the end of it, I was just so happy. I was glowing. And like me and my clinical partner, we were just so happy. 
do you know what? I don't think I remember my first patient. I think I was so <laughs> nervous that I completely forgot about it, honestly. But I think it's important to know that people who come to the dental hospital to have treatment, they are very, very understanding. And I would say 99.9% of them that I've seen throughout my dental school are so, so lovely. They're so understanding. They want you to do well. They want to help you. And I remember there was this one time, I think I was in third or fourth year, we were doing prosthodontics and I was trying to like make this denture for this patient. And it was a lovely patient that I'd been seeing for, for a while. I'd been seeing her for a long time to treat her gum disease. And then she had these like front teeth. She had three front teeth that were really, really wobbly because of the gum disease. But obviously they were her front teeth. So she was really, really anxious to keep them and she didn't want to have them removed. So after a year of treatment, we were like, okay, it's time for these teeth to come out and for us to take make you dentures. And I remember, so we... For those who don't know, in, in circumstances like this, we make something called an immediate denture, which is something that we fit as soon as we remove the teeth, we fit the denture so you're not walking around without front teeth. And I remember when we extracted those three teeth, they, they weren't obviously difficult to remove. They were super easy. And we extracted them and we were both crying. The patient was crying. I was crying. My nurse was crying. And then we went to fit the immediate denture and it wasn't fitting. It just wasn't fitting. And then we were crying more. So I was just on the side crying, <laughs> panicking. I didn't know what to do. And I got my tutor to come and she did something like super simple, like take a little bit of the wax off. And when she did that, it fit perfectly. <laughs> and then we were all just ecstatic. Like we were hugging each other. It was just such a wonderful experience. And I think when you're at dental school, you see patients like this and you build up exactly like you're saying, you build up the trust to an extent that this patient who was so, so anxious, you know, front teeth are a big deal to have your front teeth removed. And she was so grateful. She kept hugging us. She brought us chocolates, flowers. She was so happy. And, and just the experience of going through that with her, like I felt like it was my own teeth, you know, we'd gone through it mm -hmm. together because you build up this mm -hmm. empathy and it's just such a wonderful experience. And I love talking about that. I hadn't thought about that for a while, actually. It was <laughs> such a good, such a good experience. If you were to give advice to your first year self, what would it be? I think I think I, if I could go back in time, I'd give advice to myself during A levels. <laughs> That's how far I'd go back because I think I was very stressed during A levels. I think it was probably the hardest few months of my life because, you know, as an international student, your your chances of getting accepted are so low. They're so incredibly low, and you're so aware of it. You know, like I remember, like, I think Manchester and just a lot of other places, it's kind of like they only accept like two or three per year. And it's very difficult. I was very stressed during your levels. I was very, very stressed. And I feel like I wish I could just have enjoyed myself more during my last year, you know, being mm -hmm. like a school. So if I could go back in time then, I'd just be like, you know, like, chill out. You know, it's okay. Yeah. If you don't get accepted in dentistry, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. So many people don't get into dentistry. And if they really want to, then they reapply and they do, you know, mm -hmm. it's whatever's meant to be will happen. Mm -hmm. um, and if you get accepted, then amazing. Well done. And if you don't, it's okay. It's such a competitive course. It is okay. It's absolutely okay. It's not the end of the world. There's other things that you can do, you know, it's okay. And I think if I go back, if I could go back in first year, it would be, you know, manage your time properly, yeah. you know, don't overwhelm yourself really don't overwhelm yourself and 
Bristol's very conscious about mental health, very, very, like, they're, especially the mental school, they're always very careful to make sure, like, you know, you're doing okay, that you don't overstudy, that you don't overwhelm yourself. And I kind of just, in first year, I kind of just ignored everything. All I wanted to do was just pass first year, even though first year doesn't count. But I think in my head, it's like, yeah, I'm in first year, I'm in dentistry, I need to do amazing. And I didn't. It was the worst year for me. I think in first year, I did the worst out of all my years so far, even though I studied so much. But because mentally, I wasn't in a great place because of how much stress I was under. And because I wasn't working out, I wasn't doing sports. I wasn't socializing as much as I should have, that I just didn't do well, you know. Um, But, you know, that's the advice I would give myself is to really just make sure you listen to yourself, you listen, you know, what you're doing, and how you're feeling mentally and do that. I think in second year, I was, you know, I'm proud of myself looking back now because I really got the grip of it from second year onwards. I really, you know, managed myself well. I started playing football. I started, you know, like hanging out with my friends a lot, as much as I could. I started um, studying at the right time. I would give myself breaks. You know, I really got the hang of it after. And I was so much happier. My performance shot off by like 10 times. Like, I just, it was amazing. The difference, you could see it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think I had pretty much the exact same experience. My first year wasn't a great year for me. I went through some some mental health issues myself. And I think, it's I'm not unique in that because so many of us do that and I think well I did I started in 2010 so I think back then we didn't have as much awareness about uh, mental health issues and there wasn't as much focus on it so it's wonderful to see that now we're paying more and more attention to it because you know you're what 18 you're 17 18 when you start dental school it's a lot of responsibility to give to someone who isn't necessarily a fully fledged adult yet you know you have a lot of things to deal with you have to study you have to be a professional you know it's very very daunting and it's very stressful so I think a lot of us go through similar issues and it's wonderful that now we're paying more attention to it because you know at the end of the day they're just exams you will get through them I think I struggled a lot I used to you know like you're saying I used to cry when I was stressed so I would like you know go and like I would have breaks I would have crying breaks (laughs) during my studying like since A-levels, I would go and sit on my brother's bed. I would cry for like five, 10 minutes and then I would carry on. And at the beginning he was like, you know, he was really worried. He was like, are you okay? What's wrong? And then after about a month or two of me doing this every day, he would kind of go about his day and he would just be like, it's fine. She's just having a cry. She'll go back. (laughs) So I think what you need to, what we need to understand is that there are exams. You will get through them at the end. You will, of course, even if you have to retake some exams, it's not the end of the world. You know, you're not, you're not, a horrible dentist because you had to retake a written exam everybody does that and I think everybody will have some sort of stumbling issues along the way and I think it's wonderful that we're now talking about it but even if people are not talking about it they have gone through a similar thing so just don't worry enjoy your life and I think enjoy the uni experience because once you graduate you have to work you have all these responsibilities that you didn't have before my mom always says that you know being at universities is the best time of your life because you're independent enough to make your own decisions and have fun but you don't have that many responsibilities you're not working yet necessarily if even if you have a part-time job it's not the be all and end all of your life you know once you graduate it's going to be stressful you're going to have lots of stresses. So enjoy your time at university because you're never going to get that time again. 
even if you go back to specialize or for a master's, it's going to be a very, very different dynamic. So just enjoy the time that you have. It's very emotional. I got very emotional very quickly. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this no, episode to get emotional. No, for sure. No, for sure. Because I know another key thing is if you're lucky enough to have someone there to support you, then, you, you know, take it and take, don't take it for granted. Now, I was very lucky to have my brother throughout the whole thing. He was amazing. I mean, he is amazing. I mean, I, I, I owe it to him. I owe my life to him. <laughs> He's the reason why I'm here today. He helped me so much. And he was always like, you know, there saying like, like if I would cry, he'd just be like, wait, why are you crying? Like, you know, man up. <laughs> get it's over not it. Yeah. Deal, you know? <laughs> yeah, get over it. And that's why like now, like in general, I only cry when it's like really bad (laughs) (laughs) because of him, you know, because he just he's helped me throughout so much, like mentally, physically to getting into dental school, everything, everything. And I think if you have someone to be able to help you, then really just take advantage of it, honestly. And but don't take it for granted, because it's just so nice to have someone there that, you know, will always support you. Because it's not an easy process, you know, it's not an easy process at all, especially throughout dental school as well. You just need someone there to always have your moral support. And I think with dental school as well, it's such a cute course because I'm not sure how it works in other unis, but for us, it's it's very like small groups of people. So in our year, it's only like 70 people, I think either 60 or 70. We all get divided into like clinical groups. And this clinical group becomes like your little family because you start becoming, you, you basically become a dentist in each other, like in front of each other. Yeah. Like you watch each other make mistakes. You watch each other like do amazing things and like you cheer each other on. You're always helping each other. And I think you meet people that you know will like, will always, you know, be there for the rest of your life because it's, it's with these people that you become a dentist. Yeah. You know, and it's just so nice having their support and so nice having dental school support and family support, friend support outside. And I was I was very lucky in that sense. I had I have amazing friends outside dentistry. They're like a family to me. I've got like, you know, I've got an amazing family that been very supportive of me. And then also like dental school is just amazing in that sense as well. I think that's really key to also make sure that you're not in this alone that you have people to turn to for support at any time. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's important to not be afraid to ask for help. So even if you've got these people around you, it's very, very easy to be like, I don't need help. I can do this myself, even when you're struggling. So, you know, if you need help, it's fine. It's okay. We all need help. Just ask for it. And you'll be surprised how many people are there to help you because and you would do the same for others you know if someone came to you for help you would be there for them so other people are going to be there for you thank you so mm-hmm. much Anna, for such an honest and real episode i think it's yeah. really important the stuff we've talked about i think it's super important for people to know and to have a realistic sort of outlook to dentistry there's wonderful things but there are sort of realistic, stressful moments that we all have and we all go through. So I hope everyone's learned a little bit and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Charlie. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. I certainly enjoyed taking a trip down memory lane and I had to think about stuff I hadn't thought about for a while. And studying dentistry is a wonderful, wonderful thing, but like anything, there are ups and there are downs and it's very important to go into it 
uh, with a realistic outlook and with open eyes and the most important advice I can give you is to ask for help when you need it because as we both talked about this this is something that we learned from our journeys and we will all go through times where we're not going to be at our best we're going to struggle and it's important to know that you're not alone but it's really really important that you ask for help when you need it there will be a new episode every week so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode i would love to know what you thought of this episode so please feel free to reach out to me on instagram at dr shadi manicherry also if you have any suggestions or questions relating to the podcast please let me know there and i can't wait to speak to you soon